0: true the dc united post game podcast presented by Heineken. i had such a good intro already now we're sharing a mic what i'm excited about is the fact that we are back not only are dc united back with a three nil drubbing of the chicago fire but trident true is back because i got not one not two but three co-hosts tonight sam caster is coming right up as we welcome you in to the post game podcast guys uh and and the question on everyone's mind after a big win like that the hell was on paul ariel's head
1: (laughs) (laughs) paul got into a fight with the clorox as usual the clorox has won (laughs) the clorox has attacked our players on a number of occasions the clorox should receive a yellow card and a red card on every evening uh Know, Paul's got more style than I ever will, but I I have to question the decision. Uh, yeah,
2: and, you know, we've tried to find a correlation here somewhere with the Clorox and player performances. Paul played pretty well tonight, uh, beating the trend, you know. Uh, no, no goals? Uh, he, he smacked or spanked the post, as Dave Johnson would say, <laughs> uh, one time leading up to a DC United goal. But, yeah, I, uh, it was a shocker, and I and I had to find you guys as soon as I saw his his beautiful blonde locks out there
1: yeah b- beautiful is a word but uh <laughs> oh, man. also beautiful three points
2: yeah we we there was some serious twitter discourse before this game going in what was satisfactory was Ola the real deal what what all that meant but uh, i i think three points was expected night and three points were earned <laughs> as john <laughs> this is <laughs> this is rare scenes here for for tried and true um <laughs>
1: so but, we are back live we are you know happy to be doing it and we are all over the place well, but, but yeah you know to to your point about you know pre looking at this you know these are two big games for uh, DC United looking at a week where you're playing a Chicago team. That is not a good team, uh, a team that's near the bottom of the standings. They come in and DC United does what you should do to a bottom level team. And, you know, now we look forward to a game this Saturday that really looms large against an Atlanta team that now finds themselves just inside the playoffs. Seems to be uh, uh, turning up in the right direction. It's a week where you really, Hope for four points as a minimum. I think that was our uh, yeah. consensus going into Yeah, and, and three of those had to come tonight.
2: You know, Atlanta's on the rise. A bunch of teams in the East are on the rise. It, we, somehow Miami went from fifth, like, to this morning to to eighth now, and we were part of that bouncing around, uh, and luckily we find ourselves in fifth. But, yeah, that, of the, the four to five to six points that everyone is expecting of these next two games, three points had to be gotten tonight, and they were.
0: Check, check. Is this thing on? Oh, you guys are in trouble now. I got a mic, baby. Let's go. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's exactly it. I mean, it, this was a Chicago team that that coming in against DC United's top choice, or at least they could have made their top choice 11, uh, DC United should have won this game big, and they were up 3-0 at halftime. And frankly, I was surprised we didn't have more subs at the half. You know, get guys like Ola out, get guys like Nahar, who played a lot during the, the recent window, out. Um, but it didn't matter, you know. Everybody seemed to come away from the game uh, healthy. Knock on wood, and uh, it was a, it was a massive three points. Those are the three points you need, you well, know, and it's the three points you should get.
1: It is interesting, you know. We're not going to be able to bring you the full post game press conference uh, because of the logistics of getting out of the stadium, but we did were able to listen to it a little bit, and Hernan mentioned that this weekend they might not have the full roster available for selection, so yet to see what that means, but I, I agree with your assessment looking at before the game. yeah, You look at it and say this is probably about the A team that you would expect from D.C. United. Maybe there's a little bit of you know, hedging on one spot or another, but I don't think that anyone looked at that lineup and said, oh shoot, this game is not what we were thought it was going to be.
2: Yeah, It, it was the guys that are going to be out for the season were the only guys that were out. Everyone that's going to be here for this last playoff push and potential playoff run was there tonight and available and and yeah, it sounds great. And and as we're sitting in fifth, we have to talk about it like that. But yeah, I I think it it was interesting that Hernan was so hesitant about having, because the question was, how was it, having everyone back and he was like well we'll see on saturday i might not have so it's a little bit ominous but yeah he's always been he's always been there defending his players having their back and and getting ahead of things before they get out of control so maybe he's just being a little bit cautious i'm i'm certainly i'm headed down to atlanta and i'm looking forward to a a great clash this is a playoff push for both teams and and, the
0: atlanta team is playing well right now
2: yeah and dc united team that's not playing too bad Mm -hmm. so it 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 should be it should be a good one and, and yeah we're talking about. How many points are you get from these games? We got three. Now we got to get the rest of that four, five, or six.
1: You can only get three points at a time. Yeah. And you know, DC United got that first three points today. You know, and speaking about having players back, how awesome was it to see Bill Hamid back between the the goalposts today?
0: Yeah, he didn't have much to do, but it was just it was, it's that security blanket, right? I mean, you just you you see him coming out, and especially you know at halftime. For some reason, Sam is probably rolling her eyes upstairs. They they still shoot uh, uh, into the supporter section in the first half for reasons that you know defy logic. But in the second half, you know, seeing Bill come out and and, and taking a couple warm up, you know, making a couple saves, you know, with with game coach uh, Zach Thornton, you, you just you have that like that relaxed feeling of like we're good, we're up three goals. Even if we're, we're not going to ship one, but even if you know things break down and we do, Bill's back. We're fine uh it's it's a beautiful feeling
2: yeah and I I think think he downplayed it in his his presser as well and I'm sorry we can host that live but I I think he talked about oh I didn't have too much to do but he made a big save in the first half and as Michael Black you've been we haven't been on the same show for a while now (laughs) but I've quoted you almost every time Bill is good for one goal a game Mm -hmm. and he certainly is and it changed that if we allow an equalizer there in the first half uh, when it was just one nothing, I think it changes the scape of the game, and we, and we maybe don't score three before the half. And so, yeah, it was a huge relief to have Bill back there.
1: Yeah, you know, we've been doing the show long enough that we've been able to establish tropes. You know, me talking <laughs> about Bill uh, <laughs> being worth a goal game. You know, today you had one save in the first half. If there's another guy back there, I'm not saying Kep, and I'm not saying Sites, if there's another keeper back there, I'm still not sure why it didn't end up back in the end. So, you know, all the more credit to him there. But speaking of tropes on the show. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Ola scored some goals, and we move forward. Yeah, I was not,
2: should... not going to let you get away with it. I was already prepping that transition myself. My trope is that Ola Kamara is going to score 20 goals.
1: You, been... you guys don't
0: even need me with the transitions tonight. <laughs>
2: Damn. It, it, it might have been last year that I said it, but the, the spirit of it carries on. Who could have expected DC United to have the golden boot leader? Guys, I am – I, I'm a little bit pumped because I, I called it last year. <laughs> <But I'm, laughs> hey, he said it. He said it that time. Uh, he said it, last year. He said last year. But said it under my mouth. But, yeah, but also, I, I'm super pumped because I uh, I've never thought we'd see this. So At least not in the next few well, especially after last year.
1: We haven't seen it in. What was the stat? Uh, Sam found for us earlier 2007 2007 was last time we had yep uh i
3: think thanks to jason anderson uh, just got a shout nice. hi everyone <laughs>
1: and yes
0: yeah, sam, sam has joined us and, and and she wasn't she wasn't ditching us she was finishing up listening to the press conference uh and, and hopefully had a chance to talk to uh, all i did well,
3: yeah thank you excellent yeah No.
0: sam was uh was on presser duty and we appreciate it. Um, you missed just possibly the worst intro to the show ever. Oh no, I think I heard work. that it one. Was, yeah, it was. A it was rough, all over the place. Rough
3: intro. Um. <laughs> I climbed on top of both of them. <laughs> okay, as one does.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, um, one of the things that, that probably my biggest takeaway from the game, though, that that I want to hit before we go into the the goal by goal breakdown, I think. This was the most dominant D.C. United performance I've seen this season. And, and, I, and I, I know folks are probably like, were you at the Toronto game? Yes, I was at the Toronto <laughs> game. They scored seven goals. It was awesome. But it, it didn't take long in that first half for me to feel like we were we were just kind of toying with them. We were yeah. having fun out there. I mean, the the play the buildup that they created on, on the third goal uh, was the best buildup I've seen D.C. United put together since I've started watching the team in 2015. I, I don't – and I wasn't even drinking during the game. So I, I don't think that's an exaggeration. <laughs> I don't know how you guys feel about that. But but they, it, it really felt like, oh, they're hitting the next gear tonight.
2: Uh, I was drinking it, and it was <laughs> Barcelona-esque.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. But it
2: really was. They, they they would lose the ball and then quickly recover it in in their own – in the same half and then recycle, pass it around a little bit. The, the Paredes foul is, is comes after I don't know how many because I wasn't counting. But – It was quite a few passes before Paredes dribbles into the box and gets fouled.
1: Yeah, the the build-up in the first half was fantastic. I don't know if I'm going to go as far as to say it was the most dominant performance of the season. Uh, To me...
0: Is that still Toronto for you?
1: It's either Toronto or the first game, like the game before the break in Miami. Uh, Okay. Both of those games, you not only beat the team, the other team quit. Uh, (laughs) True. True. I don't know if Chicago quit tonight, so it's yeah, a, a so, slight so, difference. But... So, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> so, again, Low bar. This, this game, at, as of halftime, was never in doubt. You know, the team came out the second half you know, slightly differently, shut it down, didn't give up a goal. You, you did what you're supposed to do to bad teams. Uh, it, so I'm not going to say it's the most dominant performance, but it's certainly nice to get what you expect out of this team. Because how many times have we gone into something saying, oh, you know, we're playing Cincinnati last game of the season. All we need to do is win. Ah, yikes. (laughs) And it it doesn't. So it it is nice to finally be able to look at this team and say, hey, they're doing what we expect them to do.
3: I am unclear about what we've talked about yet. As you mentioned, (laughs) I was listening to the presser, and I'm super excited to be able to talk about that later on. Um, I just love DC United's performance. I'll leave it at that, and we'll go more into that later on. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, it's a little, we'll go goal by goal, and I'll check my notes to make sure I get the goal score right. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so the yeah. first goal scorer <laughs> uh, was Ola Kamara off a penalty. That that was pretty early in the game. Um, I think it was a – I thought it, it was, was a like pretty clear eighth, penalty.
3: like the eighth, ninth minute. Yeah, yeah. He earned himself on that
2: one. And, yeah. and so all the the penalty kick-taker-only conversations, say you can't really talk about that. when, when the guy <laughs> He can earn one and score one. Right. If, if, if he gets fouled in the box when he has the ball, like – they're either fouling him or he's scoring. And so they fouled him, and then he ends up scoring anyway.
3: No, but it felt like he was moving away from the goal, though. Like, they did not need Mm -hmm. to foul him in that situation, I thought. It was Uh, pretty low-bar Chicago doing their thing.
1: So, for me, I thought that he was turning the corner there and Uh, –
3: possible had, w- yeah, had, that's had fair.
1: he was going to get the ball first wh- oh
3: absolutely yes whether
1: he was going to be able to finish it there from there is another question <laughs> yep. But for yep. me you know the shadow <laughs> player comes in completely plays the man doesn't even try to play the goal ball i'm not sure why we didn't see a card of some color aside from did we i we thought that we did oh,
3: maybe yeah. i'm thinking about the second one
2: I'm about to pull it up. I, I know there was a yellow card after. There, one. there
0: were several yellow cards, which was surprising to me to look at here. As as I'm looking at the them after recap. the first one. Uh, sorry, I just meant all game. Oh, uh, there there was a yellow card after the first one. It, it okay. looks like it took a, a minute or two for it the did. penalty to to take place. And there was also one shortly thereafter, and then uh, Dominic Pines picked up one in the twelfth minute.
3: He did for like some header foul situation and julian gressel kind of picked of up one for some holy horse
0: you know what, <laughs> in the 53rd minute after he was shoved into the boards um,
3: that yeah. was also absurd i mean we'll we're jumping around a little bit so the pk was great ola felt like he was turning away from goal. absolutely black he could have probably turned and gotten that cross in possibly a deflection i don't recall i feel like at least one person was running in don't recall if, yeah. how many were if there would have been a deflection or whatever um Absolutely great PK. He took it. He finished it. Going into the second one, shouts to Kevin Prados. Ola did the exact same thing.
0: Yeah, and, and, and before we get to the second one, though, I, I do okay. just want to kind of point out, I, DC United did let their foot off the gas, it, at least for a little bit, it felt like, between the two yeah. penalties. And, and, and that's not me necessarily saying that that was wrong to do. Obviously, it turned out great. But it, it did feel like for a second... They were comfortable with that, and, and, and not even in a bad way. Like, they felt like, hey, we got the lead, and, and this is a bad team, and we can sit back and defend a little bit,
1: and we'll be fine. And they were. Well, how many times do you watch an MLS game, and the team at home, the team that's supposed to be taking the advantage, does just that for the first 10, 15 minutes. They push it hard. You know, Maybe you get a goal. Maybe something happens. You let the game play out, and then you, you throttle back a little bit. You know, I think it was a very standard MLS-style performance in that respect, Whereas, after we got the goal, you sit back a little bit, you start to absorb a little pressure. Uh, you can't go full gas pushing it forward, because it, as entertaining as it would have been to play the way we played that first 10 or 15 minutes throughout the game, that's how you get hurt. That's how you get yeah. you know, guys burned out. It's just it's not something you can really pull off.
3: I think that that is kind of the balance that Lasada is learning. Joshua and I talked about this a little bit last pod is that his style is very much pressing 90 minutes, everybody giving their full force 90 minutes. But we talked about how we think in MLS, he's learning that that's not always a situation as yeah. you have these midweek games, you have a Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday game, everybody cannot give their hundred percent. And I really think we saw that with the subs a little bit, But you're right. We get that goal. Perhaps we step back a little bit. We reevaluate. We do continue to press. But I think that is the team kind of learning how to play a high press system within an MLS schedule.
0: No, I I think you're spot on, Sam. And and I'm I'm glad you said that because we've got not one, not two, but three more midweek games to deal with uh, throughout the rest of the season. So, yeah, seeing Lasada become a little more comfortable with like, all right. You know, we, we are going to have to do a little squad rotation and we can't redline everyone. Um, it, it's good to see. You know, I think we've seen growth from him as a coach this season and we've also seen growth from a lot of these players this season as well to really grow into the style.
2: Yeah, and Lissada talked about energy and momentum into Saturday, so I think it is on his mind. I, I just want to take a second to shout Ola Kumar's penalty-taking abilities. I, I, I don't know if we've seen this kind of penalty-taking at DC United ever. I remember – some dark days in twenty <laughs> twenty thirteen fourteen when we couldn't pick
3: uh, thirteen started off with a missed PK in the very yeah. first game and then it went straight downhill from yeah. there. I feel mean, <laughs> like
2: we, it was rough. A spindle was missing. Rolf would miss one uh, nonsense. But Ola has it down. Pat. He has got this little stutter step, and then he basically just waits for the keeper to move. And the keeper doesn't move. He puts it left. And if the keeper does move left, puts it right. He puts it. He put it right twice tonight, yeah. which is kind of new for him. But he, I. I don't. Man, he's he's solid there, and so if we can keep earning, earning these fouls in the box, I, I think he's going to keep converting. Which
3: he, sorry, can I just cut in? He joked about during the presser. I don't know. We all kind of listened in to Lasada and Bill Hamid talking about the presser. I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to chat about that yet. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to add it into the end of uh, this podcast. But um, I, as I think they mentioned, stepped away to listen to the Olakmar part of it, and he kind of joked. That you know he had the first and second, and he was waiting for the third PK. Like he even made that joke about um, whether or not that was going to happen for him. But it's definitely kind of on his mind that he's scoring a lot. It's definitely PKs, but the impression I got was regardless of how it comes, he's ready for it.
1: Yeah, and you know Joshua joked about you know whether you should count PKs towards your Golden Boot race, what have you absolutely you know as long as pks are a part of the game having a player who's able to step up and take them and basically be automatic is such an advantage you know it's not like other teams aren't getting pks you know yeah everything will balance out in the long run Dave Gantart did not have a great game in the as the referee tonight but (laughs) (laughs) just tonight
3: (laughs) Listen, we've talked a lot about how I feel like we earn our PKs, right? There yeah. are, especially in other leagues around the world, you can argue about how some teams perhaps the Premier don't. Yeah, in the yeah. Premier League, perhaps they don't. In MLS, I feel like we earn them a lot. Um, And shouts to Adam Taylor, who says um, that he thinks Ola is the best PK taker he's seen uh, since High Memory Now which is it's a big a shout. shout. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, it, I was going to say earlier, would Joshua reference Fabian spindle? I think uh, SpaceX actually just reported an unidentified object in space. <laughs> and it's a, oh, no. a Fabian spindle PK from 2015. It's, uh, you know, still in still. orbit. But um, yeah, I, no, Ola, Ola's been awesome. And, and you know, he, he was, he's been getting a little shade from around the league and around this podcast for, you know, only being able to, to, to finish PKs. But I'll tell you, his, his finish on that third goal. It mm-hmm. Also, rock like,
3: solid. I'll... I mean, follow me on Twitter. I'll shout... Like, criticize Extra Time. They were kind of like, Ola quietly taking over the golden boot race. I don't think it's been quiet at all.
0: I, he's been... If I think, you've
3: been paying attention to DC United... So
0: that's, that's it right there. Yeah. <laughs> I think everything DC United's done this year has been quiet. And, Which and, is
3: what I said on Twitter. Well, yeah. and, and to be
0: honest with you, it, it's funny. I, DC United's first and only national TV game is this weekend against Atlanta. Yeah. So, I, you know, we obviously... Follow DC United very closely. We follow the league pretty closely. But for casual fans of the league, I wonder if some people even know that we have a new head coach.
3: But I mean, if you're a part of DC, if you have seen anything from DC United, I mean, again, going back to the presser, which we hope to add at the end of the pod, like, Lazada even said at the very beginning, like, Kamara's scoring a punch. Unsure who's doing it behind him. Like he kind of made a little quip about how Lasad is really carrying the team on his shoulders when it comes Camara, to scoring. Kamara, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. And no,
2: he mentioned that oh, the the next goal scorer only has four, and and yeah, I think uh,
0: is it is it Yordi?
3: Yikes! We'll
2: have to pull that one. I, yeah, I, I don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but but I Google. I, I, think, I think there is a lot there, John. And like Ola has, I like giving extra time a hard time because they should cover DC United more. Because I love DC United, as every fan says, uh, right? yeah. unbiased opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my unbiased opinion, but uh, he kind of has. He, he he's put in a, not a lot of minutes, but he's scored ridiculously at that rate. But he hasn't been uh, out here scoring golazos or anything. He's he's been tucking them away every game, getting the one or two that we need to win. And so I, I gave him a hard time, but it, it has been not loud. He hasn't been loud in the golden boot race, but he's definitely now the leader. And I'm so pumped for that. I
3: think you're right though. It's the fact that he hasn't been getting a lot of minutes, like even tonight, right? He was subbed out. So I think that the fact that he's been able to do so much with so little time, and then he just kind of quietly gets subbed out and it's fine. And we'll save him for the next. And again, I think this is Losada really learning uh, it's the great. best from his players, right? Like you can say, this is such a phenomenal coaching, decision the fact that he all right john was right about yordi Really, <laughs> it could have been anything sam how did you know
1: <laughs> so it Jordy is Jordy four,
3: yeah um but just back to like this is like such a fun right i'm gonna chalk it up to Lasad and his phenomenal coaching that he knows when to play uh Kamara and he's gonna get that goal and then he just subs him out he doesn't need the full 90 minutes yeah. he can do the work and then we can save him again for sorry for the next game as he's learning how to do in this league with so many games back to back
2: yeah and, and before we get so too far away from that third goal Julian Gressel finally gets one of his balls put in. Finally, the net. Like, yeah, he, he's put ricochet uh, situation. One or two chances that should be finished up. Like the last like four games or something ridiculous. Like, it's it's been nonstop all season, and, and the goal from Ola, well, a good finish. It was a, a great service from from Julian,
0: and that was the you know that was the the buildup that I think really had me just in awe of this team. I mean, it was it was several passes strung together back and forth. I mean, I. Sometimes I'm kind of like playing the commentary in my head as as plays are building up, right? And it's it's the same players, you know, kind of back to back to back to back, and they, you know, switch the field. Um, Paul Ariola put a dent in the post on that, oh right? My gosh, I mean, that, yeah. he, Paul probably should have scored, um, but you know, DC United playing well right now, doing what good teams do, they finished on the rebound, and it was a great finish. Uh, it was, by yeah.
1: And how many times? have we been frustrated watching this team thinking hey we just watched this uh, decent team play for 90 minutes not this year but you know in past years and we didn't ever think that there was a good chance to score watching that's watching that sequence right there you felt like the ball belonged to the back of the net Mm -hmm. and it ended up finding the way back there you know a lot of right place right time you know that's what he's there to do and you're right he didn't have to play the full 90 minutes i do wonder sometimes when you have a guy who is on fire the way that he is do you you know if you do you risk throwing that off by pulling him out but i'm sure that there was you know discussions on it and you know understanding that there's still a lot of fixture congestion there's yeah. still a lot coming up uh we're gonna need him because right now he has 16 goals john you were right you already has the second most with four paul at three and then several guys at two so uh if God forbid Ola were to, you know, come up with an injury or you know just start losing Shut form to a little bit, knock on wood, <laughs> yes. we have a wood table right here. Yeah, worry. Uh,
2: but yeah, that's a, that's a fair point, and yeah, managing his minutes is going to be crucial. And I, I, I think there's a lot to that. Like on one or two goals, yeah, maybe pulling him before he gets that hat trick or before he gets that, you know, the brace might be. But when the guy's on a hat trick, yeah, he can come off feel in good the about first half. He, he had the game yeah. one. particularly
1: when you're up 3-0 yeah
3: yeah. that's for sure so um i mean you unless i mean i'm sure this group can especially joshua can go on and on about camaro uh but we do have a shout from angus long who i mean shouts to him for all he's doing for dc soccer right now um but he kind of said that um andy and uh julian and andy playing dp levels and you know we talked about julian um and Andy, a little bit. So, just kind of want to hear your thoughts on them. I thought they played phenomenally this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely thought. Uh, well, it, sort of two thoughts on the same thing. I, I thought um, missing Andy Nahar over the weekend potentially cost us a point, or I guess two points in in, in Jersey. I, I think we. Probably would have won that game with any Nahar. Yeah. Um, he
3: played it, lice out He did. Honduras, he did. And which it, we it, talked about. But, it, like, my God, it's worth repeating. Yeah.
0: And, and I mean, well-deserved rest over the weekend. Yes. I'm not mad he didn't play. Yeah. But um, I, I think seeing him out there tonight, it was funny. I was talking to somebody in, in the stands at halftime like, is, is Nahar out there? And I was like, yeah, he was in, in the first half. And they were like, he didn't do much. And I was like, well, he didn't have to. But he, he also – tends to go unnoticed right and I think that's that's one of the things that that's really kind of played into his his hands this season is he's just out there taking names and not that many people are noticing and that's great you know he's it's the kind of season a guy like him who's had so many injury issues has really needed is he's flown under the radar but as DC United fans I mean he's kicked ass this year
2: I I think they're that, that combination is crazy. I want to shout out Angus. He had the great, great, great 2 pole of Hernan Lasada's license <laughs> <laughs> ID tonight. That was awesome. It was amazing. But,
0: uh, but- real quick on that, if you, if you didn't catch the reference, uh, Lasada had a, just a, an epic uh, Instagram story that went partially viral this week. But he, he he did get his his driver's license in Virginia and and. and Congratulations to him for doing that but uh, did,
3: he? did he though? I don't yeah, think he did. He, did. he no, said he, I he think said he, he finally got, the got first it. first part of it. I think that was the the whole thing is he, that he did he the written part the of it,
1: not John, that was the
3: joke. <laughs> Is that he passed the written part of it, and he was like, "I'm done, let's ride." <laughs> but he didn't pass the driver part of it. What do you mean? We, well, then he can't
0: drive. He, he took it from the driver's seat. That was okay. the joke, John. We
2: were scared for a minute, but So John.
3: It. That was the issue.
0: <laughs> so he is. Al- I need confirmation. I'm texting the team right now.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so Sarah, I want to. I demand answers.
1: Apparently, he is allowed to drive with his Belgian yes. driver's license. <laughs> so he's just going through the process of getting a Virginia one just to. He said something Do about it. all the
0: crazy laws, which yes, had me laughing. Fair in yeah. Virginia, yeah. I've seen signs in Europe, and that's <laughs> crazy. So,
3: um, also shouts to Angus Long again, our our friend who uh, had a bomb two pole with it. Yeah, that's
2: what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Go yeah ahead. I ruined Go ahead. it. Go it. ahead, it. It, it, but it, a two pole of the driver's license with Lasade. It was it was fantastic. But Angus's point about Nahar and Gressel, I, I think. Nahar Gressel Ariola is probably the most dangerous side of of a formation, maybe in the league right now. I I don't think, I don't know how many other teams are lining up three guys that strong. I'm, a lot of teams aren't playing, a, a, you know, a three four three or you know whatever you want to call a three four two one, whatever we do. But we are heavy on that side. I I think you have a potential assist leader on any other team, and Gressel, Ariola is what he's going to be. He's going to be a hustler. He's going to be dynamic. Who was bomb
3: tonight, I, I want to say. He had a really good game tonight, I thought. He, he,
2: he could put that one on the inside of the You're, post right, you're right, you're and, right, you're right. But and
3: generally, he, I thought he had a very good game.
2: We all know what Paul is. And then Nahar, who Better has tonight. been dynamic at this whole right center back slash wing back position. I, I, I think those three together are just a force to be reckoned with. If we can get anything on the left side, and Paredes does his best. Uh, and then whoever we're playing on the left.
1: I actually enjoyed watching the interplay between Reyna and Paredes today. It looked a little bit like a, almost like a big brother little brother kind of thing, where you know Reyna had his idea of what he wanted to do, and Kevin just goes running, running around. <laughs> you know. And more often than not, it, it, it came off well. Uh, you know, I thought it was it was fun to watch. It was nice to see that you know clearly these guys have had a chance to play together and. Understand what they're attempting to do, and it, yeah. it came off. You know, Kevin earned a penalty kick. Yeah, Kev- he did. Kevin's found a way to fall down. He, tra-
3: he draws <laughs> the, <fouls laughs> the loss.
1: Uh-huh. Listen, Sam, it, Sam it, thought he was injured. No, he was like my
3: arm. He, he was motioning my to his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and, and to his
1: credit, like, I was scared. And uh, honestly, this might be something. Ten million dollars in the offseason. Come on. <laughs> This might be something to you know credit Lasada on last season. You, Kevin again coming into the lineup wasn't quite seeking out you know the contact and the fouls to the same degree. That's something I don't know if the coaching staff has sat down and talked with him. About. I'd love to get him on the pod again and you know talk about hey how, how have uh, how's your approach to this changed because he's definitely searching for opportunities to create free kicks, create opportunities, create penalties, and it works.
3: I'd like to, I completely agree. I think we've really seen him blossom this season. You talked about that, like, big brother, little brother. I'd also just like to point out the the way he was celebrating with Kamara tonight. They were, like, they had a little dance, like, almost choreographed. (laughs) They knew where they were doing that. They did it at least twice. And then, I don't know, I I feel like I've seen him do that with a lot of different players. He's kind of grabbed around the neck and, like, celebrated with them. So uh, this is my little – I'm on my soapbox. I'm talking about Kevin Prittis. I just (laughs) love him. I think that he, especially as a young player, has integrated himself so much within this team. And he is such a positive player. And everybody, you know, really relates with him. And he has these personal relationships with them. And I think that's so important. And I just – I'm scared that he's (laughs) – no, is he, too
0: good. he was fine. He was $10 million. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we can finish the roof. I'm almost afraid,
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: the Kevin Paredes support section roof. Come but on. I, I think that you
4: he's been Lucha so key. <laughs> I think he's, been he's s- going to PSG. <laughs> oh,
3: no, I God. think he's been so key in the locker room. Like, that says a lot, right? You can have the skills on the field, but it says a lot to also be incorporated within the team, and you just love to see that. And that also, just for him as a player, says a lot for his development that he has all these older players kind of taking him under his wing and saying, like, You know, this is what you're gonna do, and we have this personal relationship. I love it. Came off my soapbox.
0: We're live here on True, the (laughs) DC United post game podcast, presented by Heineken. And We're all in some type of mood after (laughs) DC United uh, demolished the Chicago Fire three nil tonight, Um, guys. We've talked a little bit about each goal. Um, We want to talk a bit about the press conference. We, We mentioned that we we heard from some of the guys we heard a little bit from uh ernan lasada we heard from bill hamid who took a shot at steve Goff while we were getting <laughs> oh, out of the car and man, we also said it. heard from Ola Kumar, or at least sam did um takeaways from the press conference that we'll try to add in uh at the end of the show
3: yeah at first i mean sorry black no, so first of all we just love bringing all the press conferences and um i hope y'all are okay that sometimes we have to push the pot a little bit late in order to be able to push them at the end um sorry go ahead no you're
1: good uh no losada had a fairly standard response to what you expect after the game you know and i don't think you expect anything more or less from a coach who just went out and you know beat the crap out of a a bad team uh you know they acknowledged the players were playing well and immediately reset and you know focuses on atlanta come saturday
3: yeah he did he said that. Um, what was it? Motivation
1: and
2: energy.
3: Yeah. Motivation and energy are important going into Atlanta. And then someone I don't remember who I apologized. One of the reporters made a comment about, you know, what roster we were gonna see going into Atlanta and we that we saw a lot of our internationals coming back and that was super positive. And, you know, can we expect to see one of our best rosters coming into Atlanta? And he kinda said like, Well, we'll see what we see going into Atlanta. Yeah, it yeah. kind of felt like he didn't and anticipate giving our best foot forward which was surprising because a couple questions earlier it did feel like he was really pushing into atlanta and then he kind of said that maybe there are one or two like reasons why he's pushing the brake.
0: i'm thinking it's a smokescreen
3: screen. you think because i'm also, I'm also I thought, hoping it's a smoke screen. <laughs> i thought i thought that his subs tonight and had we had better internet we were standing outside the freaking gate at the Fort I at Fort I was yeah. in line
0: for hours with
3: a lot of people yelling around us had we had maybe a little bit more of like a an intimate setting I, I would have wanted to ask like were those subs that you made in anticipation of Atlanta when you're out three nothing at halftime you can kind of gamble at home you can kind of gamble and say we're probably going to get these three points and I want to save these players I thought that you know taking out Kamara taking out Paredes that's what that said to me I would have loved to have asked him I didn't get the chance but Hit. sure
1: yeah i think two of the subs also were players on yellow cards yeah. donovan pines who's also coming off of you know extended injury and julian gressel with the yellow card and a guy great who point great who point tends to run himself to death you know, you know if, if you can preserve on the boards preserve the legs yeah that was uh an absurd exchange right there but uh yeah if you can preserve the legs like you said you know getting kamar off getting kevin off guys that you're expecting to contribute moving forward makes a lot of sense to me
2: I could definitely see it being a smokescreen, and, and I also want it to be one too. So. <laughs> he's in your head, <laughs> if, personally.
0: If he's selfishly, in head, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
2: well, he's in whoever the coach for Atlanta United this month's head. Not as well. you know because <laughs> they Frank to Frank the DeBoer. pod. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I am interested, not DeBoer, though, Tam. not to <laughs> digress off of the uh, the press conference too much. But we talked about this being a you know basically an A tier lineup for DC United. And that didn't have Edison Flores starting.
2: Let's get into it. Flores came in the second half.
1: Flores came in the second half, uh, played fine, didn't really contribute a whole lot more. But at that point, the game is pretty much done and dusted. None of us were disappointed not to see Flores starting and contributing in the first half there.
3: I wonder how much of that is our opponent. I mean, it was phenomenal to see us really tear apart Chicago, but they're yeah. they're they're not a top tier team in the East, and the East is like pretty good this season.
2: But the but the guy that started above him was runner up for goals scored on DC United, Yordi Reyna, uh, and I think yeah. At, at this point, I'd rather have Yordi on the field than than Flores. Fair, or, yeah,
3: fair.
0: And and that's exactly what I was just looking at while you guys were chatting a little bit there. I mean, the formation they're running right now. Edison Flores's primary role doesn't really exist. I mean, Yordi's no. better suited to to play in that in that role behind Kamara, but he's not alone with a with wing backs. I mean, I think I think, I think Flores the- is probably best in a traditional lone ten kind of role. That's and That's not what we play. For. Yeah.
2: yeah, he was brought here for that, and yeah, we don't we no longer play with it. Benny. Benny would have rolled that out there. He would have included it in his midfield, and then he did. He sent Lucho out there and was like create. Here's your striker create whether it's Patrick Mullins or Wayne Rooney create shots for them, and, and, and that's what Patrick Mullins scored in the CCL.
3: The, <laughs> he scored in the CCL, y'all. The CCL.
2: <laughs> Nothing I said was not factual. It's, but
0: <laughs> it's just you said his two shut options up. were Patrick Mullins and
2: Wayne Rooney. Shut up. It's literally what it was. It, it was tearing up <laughs> in Toronto. Oh my god. But uh, yeah, but but yeah, now we don't Samble. we don't roll oh, with. Shut them. up. We create from wide. We we create from Paredes doing dribbles and grussel sending balls in like 35 times a game and so we don't need a 10 we need we need people to play behind kamara and and make those runs in to so that he's not alone and and i think Yorty's the better player for that and it'll be interesting to see when these games like ah, gosh we don't know which one he's preferring tonight's or atlanta's but when it comes playoff time it'll be interesting to see whether it's yordi or flores because right now i'm not sure
0: i mean i don't i think yordi's basically undroppable at this point. I mean, the performances he's put in the
1: Did past several games. <laughs> oh, hi. Look, oh, hi. I mean... Undroppable uh... is a a strong way to phrase it. But I agree. I think Jordi has played his way into the spot and has earned his way onto the field. Would you drop him? For a midweek game against a bad team, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying... <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Sam... <laughs>
3: no i think it was great tonight right hindsight right it's 2020 so it worked out
0: yeah and and, um i don't know anything else from the press conference
3: absolutely because bill hamid um i feel like there weren't there were no like hard-hitting crazy comments he made but like he was. He up. opened up
0: by torching Steve Goff. I'm
3: not trying to disparage reporters <laughs> yeah. here.
0: It was funny. He was like, "How does Goff always go first? Goff does always go and first. Goff it's wor- is like it's the, worth the most noted. legitimate Goff assault, Should so absolutely Goff go first. Should go first. <laughs> <laughs> I did appreciate that someone finally called him out on this. Goff
3: should always go first. <laughs> Goff
2: took it on the chin <laughs> and, and took it like a champ. It was and nice. It was like it was an honor to, t- to speak to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was. <laughs>
3: it was all in good fun. <laughs> yeah anyway go ahead and
1: like you said it it was so nice having bill back there
3: oh my god that's what i'm getting at is those were the general questions right as you're asking the keeper on a clean sheet like how does it feel to be back in front of fans home field right it was great um and that was just the the general feel is like he was great to be back the locker room is great um he loved it once again, we're hoping to add that into the, the pod later for you. We love being able to bring those uh, post-game press conferences to you. We love that DC United gives that ability. Um, but at, at halftime, I was actually on the opposite side of the supporter section, and I literally took a picture of the screen because they put up the stats for the half. And for Chicago, I believe it was four shots, one on goal. And that one on goal was like this crazy one that was on goal. And we kind of all thought was in. And I don't still understand. I guess it was his foot that Bill Hamid saved it with. And it like ricocheted out. And I turned around in the crowd at the time to look at Michael Black. And I said, like, you're the one who always says like Bill Hamid is good for one goal. And that was the one goal. We both kind of looked at each other and we were like, that was the one goal. Like it was a moment in the stands. And then they didn't really have a whole lot of other opportunities, I thought, to really get it on us. But had they scored that one goal, maybe the game would have gone differently. So I think that's where he really comes up big. And it was so good to have him back in the net. You know, he was cheering loud. He was, you know, chatting with the fans after the game. Like, it was just so good to see Bill back in the net.
1: And it was not a game where Bill had to stand on his head to keep us in it. You know, like you said, and we've beaten the horse to death, but... You know he did have you know his incredible save his you know trademark there. He also had a little bit of rust early. You know ball was played back to him. He tried to clear it out and you know almost created a bad situation uh, over in the corner there. But uh, thankfully it, it all kind of panned out. Bill has great awareness of where the ball is, where he is in relation to it. You know not needlessly diving at uh, balls that aren't really going to be challenging the goal. But on the whole, didn't have a whole lot to do in a game where DC United won fairly comfortably, and that's about the best you can hope for when you're bringing a guy back from an extended injury and a guy who you're willing to rely on down the stretch
0: uh and sam you you were able to listen to a little bit of what ola had to say and i I think you asked him a question so what did you what did you learn from our uh not only ours but the mls golden boot leader
3: yeah um (laughs) wow (laughs) we love it we love it. Yeah. No, I just asked him, you know, he mentioned a couple of press conferences ago. I believe it was a postgame one that we were able to bring to y'all about how he took a step back at the beginning of the season and really reevaluated what he was bringing into this season. And I asked him how he was going to continue that and what the locker room was doing. Um, and, you know, he really talked about how the locker room was great. And, you know, he was really trying to bring that forward. And, you know, he just kind of brought it back to Atlanta United and how they were looking forward and. Um, this wasn't my question, but someone else, um, apologies, I don't remember, who who had kind of asked, like, the three points tonight were really valuable. Like, how does that affect the playoff push Realistic. That that wasn't their words, but generally what I got was it what, how, how did that affect the playoff push? And he kind of said, like, these three points allow us to look ahead instead of looking below. And it reminded me of Joshua and I's conversation last podcast where I was kind of looking ahead in the table and he was looking below which is just kind of our personalities, right? And everyone kind of does a little bit of both, but you you kind of have your preference whether you're optimistic or maybe, sorry, a little bit more pe- pessimistic. But he kind of said that 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 gave us <laughs> that gave us like the realistic ability to really start looking ahead. And I think that Montreal is, I think, still on the line, maybe with. They have a game in hand maybe with another win they're above us but we, we do have a little bit more flexibility as we start winning at home I mean, and again there, there there seemed to be a lot of momentum from everybody They weren't saying it explicitly, but going into Atlanta like that's really they were they were already looking forward to that game.
1: We're a point out of a home playoff game right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's funny you say
0: that because similarly, we're two points out of shut or two points up. in the playoffs.
3: Shut up, shut up. And so when, when you talk <laughs> about up. how shut packed up. things are, shut up. Shut up. Th- 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 th-
0: the, the playoff picture is, is more crowded than a, a New York City subway train oh during rush hour. I mean, um, it's, it, and, and there's some, there are some good teams that the are going to get left out of the packed.
3: playoffs. The East is always packed. I said at the beginning, uh, I think, I think we're in the playoffs. We, we would
0: also be fourth or fifth
1: in the West though.
0: Yeah, I don't think this is a, a an East is you the,
2: know. the East has caught up to the West in the past couple of years. Now we we uh, get
1: to play Miami a couple of times. We get to play yeah, Toronto yeah. a couple of times. Like you know, you can talk about those. up. Atlanta's
3: elements, also not high, right? I think they're technically in the playoffs right now, the but they're just on the, in the line.
1: West right now. Yeah, yeah.
2: But but I I think that's super yes. valid, and it's always great to be validated by the players when when they say that they're thinking the same thing as you as far as like where should we be looking up or down and that's the big question that we that's why we were talking about how many points are we getting out of this week because how many points we get out of this week determines whether we're looking up at a home playoff game or down at missing the playoffs and and the three points tonight were huge and it's taking a step towards looking up and i'm glad ola and the team and everyone and a part of the organization are looking that way but it, it, it could go either way. It's it, gonna be tight. Down. I'd also well, like it, to
3: point out that New England are two games up, and I get that no one's really catching them, and that's not necessarily our goal. But like, when you look at where the table is, like, they're two games up, and we're kind of like a game in hand for some. We team. ain't catching New England. No, we're not. That's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> I literally said that's not what I'm saying.
0: Scroll past them in the standings. That's Start not with what
3: I'm saying. I'm just saying that. Like if, they if, have two teams on everybody, so when you look at the table, like there's a little bit of fluxu- fluctuation we have to play with.
1: I mean, New England.
3: We're not winning the Supporter Shield. I never said that this season.
1: New England and, needs 17 points from I think nine games to set a record for points and ever. Yes, when it was like 61, absolutely. Like four yeah, years impressive. ago,
3: and we is, were all yeah. mind blown. No, and and again, Angus Long is like the listener of the pod. Right? We've been shouting him so many times, but he was saying, "He's a great guy." Yes, phenomenal. But we were—he—he he was saying a little bit ago in the live comments. Thanks for listening live. Is that like when we look at where we are this season? Like this season's expectations were never the post-game. So the fact that we're even talking about that right now, like that's super exciting for DC United, and it's something we should be kind of celebrating and really. What, John? Don't, well, don't make
1: that face. Oh, so something just went haywire here. Broken. But. <laughs>
0: I think it's
3: Joshua's mic. I, I thought it was broke the what, whole time. Yeah, it wasn't. It
0: wasn't doing well. Uh, but no, Sam, so I'm, I'm making that face just because I, I think those those were Lasada's expectations. Lasada promised us, like, "Oh, we're not really trying to make the postseason this year." I think the rest any of us team. said, with this roster, in this league, with this many teams making the playoffs, we should make the
3: No, we said that, I think, with Ben Olsen, but with any team, right, in the entire world. Do you think when a coach comes in, in the very first season, and they say, I'm implementing a brand new system, and I'm very new to the league, and I have no idea who these players are, is postseason, I mean, I, I understand that, obviously, not all leagues in the world have a postseason, but like... Is that realistic?
0: I think think all four of us sat here and said that was the goal for the season. No, I said it it was
3: realistic. Y'all said it was not. Uh, So don't even try that on me. I think we We
1: said we expect like an eighth or a ninth finish, but we we were all...
3: I was the only one, I think, who said we were going to be in the postseason.
1: So which are you you making?
3: No, I'm making the argument that I think that because of Lasada and the type of style he's trying to play and the roster that we had, postseason was definitely an expectation. However, I think that we also need to step back, and especially in a league where someone who's not American has never won the MLS Cup, that it's impressive that... Um, Do what? One time. Okay, Tata, whatever. Whatever. We ignore Atlanta <laughs> and all that they represent.
0: <laughs> have... Long time listeners are very aware of this, but if anybody's new tonight, Sam is very much living in our own world.
3: <laughs> Tatas doesn't where, count. Where Atlanta United doesn't exist. <laughs> all right, I'm silent for this in the pod. You guys have fun.
2: Oh, uh, no. But uh, look, it, it, it's tough. Yes, playoffs, a, a good playoff, a home playoff run was way above my expectations. But beating the dumpster fires of the Eastern Conference is within my expectation. We should always beat Cincinnati, Chicago. We should always
3: beat, but we couldn't beat them two men up. So the fact that we're doing so now and in the first season, right, it takes a lot for a coach to implement an entire new system.
0: I think we've all – not on the pod, but I think we've all – Tonight, in our various conversations, reference that Cincinnati game. And, boy, they're deep in our heads <laughs> from that game. There's just no Red way around free. it. Uh, but, no, when, when you look at the standings, I mean, there are – I mentioned there's some some good teams that are going to miss the playoffs. But there's also some teams that don't really have any business being in the playoff conversation. I'm looking at you, Inter-Miami. Uh, Columbus is – been pretty terrible this year Trash. they opened they opened a new stadium yes. after winning the mls cup and, and i would love to play football. they don't deserve to be in the playoff picture really either possibly um, the
3: worst after like the winning season beforehand like it's it's been not pretty been pretty, pretty for them yeah, yeah.
0: It, you know in and, and, and atlanta obviously started off the season ugly they're they're in some really good form right now and they're just getting back into the playoff picture but yeah i, I think it's 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 reasonable to expect that dc united are, are in the playoffs now um, you know, New York City is a team that you know, we we beat at home to start the season, which was awesome. We should have taken a point the second time. I'm glad we get to see them again. My concern, guys, it, it, just as we talk a little bit about the playoff push here, I was talking to a friend at, at the tailgate earlier. The schedule doesn't get easy going down the stretch. We, we finished with well, but when you look at well, the playoff picture our, right now, our we last finished
2: three are fine. But well,
0: we it, there's a stretch here that includes. Orlando away. That's second place. Or th- or sorry, Which third place Orlando mind away.
3: Mind-blowing that that's hard, right? Like, second
0: not- place, Nashville at home. First place, New England at home. Uh, fourth place, New York City away. And then you got the Red Bulls at home. You got Columbus at home. And you got Toronto away. And so, you know, Columbus as a team that's making a playoff push. The Red Bulls, uh, it's always a close game with them. And, and you know, that, that, that feels like a
1: Cincinnati trap game that's at the not end.
3: the worst. Uh,
1: Toronto's at the end run no i like a a cincinnati-esque track but yes well and and, yeah and who knows i mean toronto is garbage this year but they're also finally getting to play games in their home country so there is yeah but that that stretch there of playing the four top teams in the east is really going to make or break where we're at you know it would be and that goes back to what we were saying at the beginning of the pod: is why it's so important to get points from this week you're playing an Atlanta team who is right in the same conversation as you are. You need to go out there and find a way to get a point out of it, uh, and, and hopefully three. Come back, smash Cincinnati, and then you know see what you can do the rest of the month. But you need to find the points where you can.
3: I think it's there for us.
1: I, I
2: think it's also there for us to lose too. It's it's going to be very exciting down the stretch, and and obviously I'm rooting for DCU, but it's 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 exciting just like as a fan of the league if you if pay attention to all this stuff it's, it's gonna be crazy
0: yeah for once I'm excited it, it 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 sort of feels like we're hitting our stride at the right time this year i I saw a tweet earlier from one of the the MLS com writers uh, earlier who said uh look these United Hernan Laada for the probably the first time or maybe the second time in in his time as a head coach had the first choice 11. D.C. United destroyed a bad Chicago Fire team, but um, he wouldn't want to play D.C. United in, in November. And that's the team you want to be. You want to be the team that nobody wants to see in the postseason. But but backtracking just a little bit to the 3-0 win tonight over the Fire, we have to name a man of the match. Um, I regularly get crap for not going first, so I will pick the only possible answer tonight. Uh, Ola Kamara, three goals, hat trick, walked it off. Could he be the golden boot? I, I I think he's the odds-on favorite to be the golden boot.
3: Jay thinks so a year ago.
1: Rip that bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, John really going on a limb there. <laughs> All the way out. I will also give my man of the match to Ola Kamara for earning the penalty kick that ended up being enough for us to win the game. Uh, if anyone else had finished it, you know, and... Ola had earned that. We would one one zero. So, props to him for that. And the other two goals are nice to have. Michael, really going out on a limb there.
2: Oh, it's me. You guys actually—is this is even a question? It's Ola. He's God. like we don't give the the man of the match to the goal scorer, right? That's that's another trope we have on this show. But it, when a guy scores three, you you have to give it to it. It's Ola, and I think he continues on and wins golden boot. Regardless of whether DC United makes the playoffs or not.
3: Take a drink, are you saying or No,
0: I'm 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 trying to sort out. <laughs> Joshua tried to sell Michael uh, a high octane beer earlier. <laughs> <laughs> handed me one that's casually seven point three percent. Sam over to you.
3: <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna keep it interesting. I think that Kevin Moran is no <laughs> while well, I think he had a phenomenal game. I'm always in Kevin's corner. I think Andy Nahar had a great game. I think that he kinda of stepped on the field and what? Jesus Christ. I'm not looking at you guys. I think he stepped on the field I'm not, I'm not. and he continued what he did for Honduras. Like his moves are phenomenal. And I think John, you mentioned it earlier in the game that he kinda of does the things that aren't always noticed, but he kinda of plays that pass that really sets up the play and you're like, Where did that come from? It was Andy Nahar. I think Russell Knauss has like a close second. He had a really good game too.
1: No, I definitely hear where you're coming from as far as the contribution that andy plays to the game but we were talking about it a little bit earlier and i'm curious was there any one segment or play during the game that really stood out for you for what andy did this evening
3: listen i earlier was talking to my mother jean and shots on the pod i'm getting a lot of slack for not giving shots on the pods my mother jean um, I was like, who has who's been having a a bad game today, right? I think that nobody had a bad game tonight. She said maybe Reyna, which you guys kind of dispelled, but I don't know. I feel like everyone kind of played really well tonight. And while I agree that like Ola had a really great game, he scored two PKs and then he scored one off, kind of like a rebound esque play. I, I'm gonna give it to Andy. Sorry, I like keeping it.
1: Fresh. I should have <laughs> made Sam go first. <laughs> uh, DC United also gave you know, the match to Ola. I
3: Unshockingly, believe. yes. As because it was rational as as the rational thing. The only <laughs> choice. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
0: Well, as we look ahead, we've done a lot of that uh, tonight. But DC United play away to Atlanta United Football Club this weekend at the Giants sphincter down in Atlanta. Oh <laughs>
5: Yeah. What explicit
3: pod. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
5: that's I mean, it's just a word. <laughs> that was like the,
2: the hole.
0: <laughs> I just killed <laughs> Joshua and Sam. So Michael, as we look ahead to uh, the Atlanta game this weekend, what do you expect? Uh,
1: I think it's going to be a intense game. I think it's going to be up and down. You know, the last game we had here was a close game. Atlanta ended up pulling it out. Uh, I don't really know what I expect to have happened. I hope that DC United comes out ready to play. I think this is an Atlanta team that has re-energized and is, you know, back out there looking for every point they can get after a really poor start to the season. I think they won 4-0 tonight. Uh, it's it's going to be a battle, and DC United is going to have to be ready to play. Uh, this is actually going to be the first time that I miss and. Atlanta D.C. game where any fans are allowed in the stands. Oh wow! So uh, Josh and Sam, y'all are gonna have to hold it down and uh, loving how it goes. We got we got it for it's you. So so my
3: my mom would like to go on the record. Thanks for listening live. That she said he wasn't spectacular. Not that he had a bad game, but we did have a question earlier um, that I just want to pose as we're answering this question about Atlanta. Um, What we kind of expect going into this game is, is it a make or break game in our minds for this playoff push?
2: No, no, I, I can very easily see us losing it, but Barquito is on fire right now and it's going to be tough, but I think you can take, you can take things from this game. If we beat Atlanta, then get hyped for postseason because we're legit. If we somehow get a point, Still get hyped for postseason. If we get embarrassed, then it might be time to like seriously reconsider.
1: The playoff line usually ends up being around 48, 50 points. We're on, what, 34 right now? Yeah. So you're going to have to find a way to get those points down the stretch. But then again, having a home game has been you know, 53, 54 a number of times. So it's going to be crowded down the stretch. It's not a make-or-break game, but there are only so many games left to get points.
0: I'll give you the the slightly different answer. I, I think it's mega break, but but in in a in a sense that you guys are kind of alluding to, they can't get destroyed. They've got to go down there. They've got to. I think they've got to get a point. Um, if you know, if they lose in in a tight game, you know that's fine. That's that's character building. They'll they'll be fine. But if they get totally outplayed, that's that's gonna be a bit of a setback. I think. I, I think yeah. this is a. It, it's a big test and it's coming at the right time. You know, it's it's not the end of the season. They've got they've got more time to get those points, um, and they've they've got some top opponents coming. But it's it's a good test at the right time.
3: John, yeah. I think that's such a solid point. And Joshua and I talked about this a little bit, the last show is that we need to learn how to win away. And like I, as the most optimistic of our group, think that we can be on the line for a home playoff game, right? But if we don't end up getting that home playoff game, we're going away. This team has had a very dire history with the first round playoff games even home right like we haven't made it past in a while so like to be able to say that we're gonna have at least any of a playoff push which like is or is that not realistic of this season we've already debated but like I think that we have to learn how to grit out away games and as John you were saying at least not get blown out of those games
1: and I love being able to have this conversation like we're in a much better spot than i Thought we would be at this point. Yeah. But to your point, if you're not hosting a home playoff game, you're pl- going away to a team like Orlando, a team like Nashville, a team like New York City, or potential, well, New England's going to have a bye, but you're yeah. going to be away to one of those four teams and potentially away to New England the next round. We have not played those teams well this year. No. Orlando. I think New a- York City out of that group. Yeah. N- Orlando is about the closest we came. New York City, you know, who knows where that game is going to be played. Somewhere in Connecticut, probably. But regardless, you know, let's get there and figure it out once we get there. But you're right. We have to figure out how to get results there because you don't get to play Chicago or Miami or Toronto in the playoffs. Well, I mean. Certainly not on the
0: road.
3: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) While we're on the the topic of Atlanta, um, I always try to shout, right, our listeners, like, I mean, I say to everybody, I kind of assume that we record the show and it's just the conversations we'd be having anyway. And the fact that anyone listens is like beyond my expectations. We appreciate every single one of you. On that note, we're so super. Joshua and I are super excited to meet Brian Greenberg, who's been a listener from the beginning, I think. All-time
2: listener, first-time road game. <laughs> That's right. That's right.
3: Who lives in Atlanta. We're super excited to see him. Um, our friend Doug, who lives in D.C., will also be down in Atlanta with us. Uh, but we're we're just super excited. It's going to be this whole big, like, again, with Brian, this culmination after the, the COVID pandemic, right, that we couldn't travel down there. It's it's going to be super fun um so we we just appreciate all our listeners again come chat with us chat with us online like please interact with us because it's it's just a blessing that we get to do this i feel like ever right so the fact that you guys listen and want to talk to us like means so much um so thanks
0: yeah I, I, i'm i'm super excited for you guys i'm I'm sorry that i can't make the trip this weekend uh, but I, I promised that we would we would hit atlanta again hopefully next year um, <laughs> but I I, I I will miss meeting our our, our friends in atlanta Joshua, happy early birthday. It's uh, eighteen, yeah. yeah, 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 something like that. All right, yeah, well, I'm happy early birthday.
1: The team now. There you go, eligible. <laughs> okay, uh, one first. I'm That's right.
2: <laughs> um,
0: in in uh, <laughs> oh, this would normally be the time where we do the around the DMV segment, but we'll want, want we'll just we'll just <laughs> skip that for. For obvious reasons tonight, and we'll pick that up soon. Uh, but but the one thing I will wrap the show with uh, was was joking with uh, another listener and, and a good friend uh, of the show, Kevin, uh, in, in the stands tonight about how like how does this field still look as if the XFL just played on it? Like it's and been that last so season long. Was a
3: couple games ago. You can still see the you, you, extended field from you, last season. Yeah,
0: you totally can. You can see that. You can see where the defenders logo was in the end zones and, and, and kind of midfield. And he actually just tweeted at me uh, a couple of minutes ago. Uh, Stephen Goff breaking some news: a field replacement is imminent. Uh, gridiron goalposts were going up tonight. Uh, this weekend is the Howard Hampton uh, football game on Saturday. Uh, they have pro lacrosse on Sunday and the field will be completely replaced in time for the El Salvador Guatemala friendly on Friday and DC versus Cincinnati on Saturday. So wow. the next time you go to, DC, <laughs> to a DC United game, the field will be brand new and we'll see what that means. I
3: have a couple things if i can we Please. we said it before the last game but i would like to shout out black and his new bride Allie, and congratulations on your wedding it was beautiful Do you want to show up the ring?
1: How, how awkward can we make this <laughs> i'm for those
3: watching live <laughs> yeah. no
1: we had a fantastic time and yeah, so happy to be able to, to pull off the celebration especially you know considering the way the last year has been and it meant a lot to have you all there so thanks for making the trip
3: Of course. We loved it. Um, My second thing is that it was a kick cancer night right in September. Kick childhood cancer. We had the the goalposts and the flags in yellow. And I'm wearing my uh, Vamos Por Smash shirt, but I usually wear my little... uh, jersey with the um the ribbon so my Patrick Mullins jersey with the ribbon
0: Oof. I can see why I don't wear it.
3: I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> I can't believe I missed it tonight I was so excited for my Lasada jersey I I wear that Patrick Mullins jersey every year I can't believe i it's a game-worn jersey I can't believe I missed it um but we just love to shout out like that cause That's um shut up and all that um As always, um, I think it's Audie who is donating for every goal that DC United scores. Thank you, Lidos, who's donating for every goal that DC United scores um, to MS and the research going towards that, which, as we know, is what uh, Dave Johnson is battling. So, three thousand dollars tonight, which is super solid. Um, And my last but certainly not least point I wanted to make tonight is that um, today is the very first day of Latina Heritage Month and DC United kicked it off in fashion with a bunch of different activities. Um, They had live music. Um, Possibly they had trivia. I don't know if I just missed it during halftime. Um, You know, all all the um, uh, Latino players, you know, had their flags from their countries as they were celebrating the win. So it was super great um latino heritage month runs until october 15th um and obviously we want to celebrate beyond right um the u.s is such a mixing bowl but just wanted to shout that out that that started tonight and dc united did a lot um for that tonight and it was it was super fun the band sounded a lot of fun i kind of missed like the ending part of their set as i walked into the stadium tonight but they they sounded great
0: great rundown sam yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> a lot points, that's a lot of the and, <laughs> and this is the first show i think we've run maybe ever without show notes so oh, rock on man the gang's back together also, minimal show notes
3: yeah so that's long, since, we, not, so not long since we've been together in the same space i've missed you guys so much life has really hit us
0: yeah and <laughs> on that note um I think what I'm hearing is no show this weekend potentially, yes. uh, with all the travel and everything going on. But but that's okay. Um, you guys have an absolute blast in Atlanta. Thank um, you. I, we've got busy weekends going on this weekend. But the good news is we will talk to you guys very very soon. That's the I don't think we have a midweek game next week. I think it's uh, I since, think it's next Saturday. Yes, yeah, Saturday yeah. next weekend. So we'll do this again. Oh, hold on, hold on. I got I got I got an update. I texted the team. And oh, you guys were right. Damn it, I missed it. So Lasada did pass the written and not the driving test and the show. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts just- to Sam Lang for the, the late breaking <laughs> intel that apparently
1: only I didn't have. Yeah,
3: I think the late, the like prior intel we all had. So
1: if you see Lasada driving down the road, feel free to Called wave. Out, yeah, and. Get out of the way.
3: John, I sent a whole tweet about how Sam and Rory were freaking out about him possibly <laughs> driving without a real license. Hey,
0: our, our, our DC United Point Contacts would like us, to, like us to clarify, he does, in fact, have a valid international driver's license. <laughs> so, in the event that you see Lasada behind the wheel, it's legit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and again, shots to Angus Long for his bomb two-pull. That's an excellent two-pull. <laughs>
0: Man, these shows are a lot more fun when we win. I love it. Thank you guys for spending the night with us. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys really, really soon, right here on Tried and True, the DC United Post Game Podcast, presented by Heineken.
6: Coach, congratulations. How are you?
5: Um, I'm fine. Is that you?
6: Good. Any any opening remarks from you before we take questions?
5: Yeah, I could say that it was a, a very nice and a very good first half where we hit and we scored on the right moments. Um, you don't win every week in 3-0, and you are 3-0 in the halftime. And then, well, I think that played a little bit of a role in the head of the players, knowing as well that we have a, play, a game in two days. And it was kind of more uh, saving energy, but on the other hand, that was not my goal. I wanted to score the fourth one. I also wanted to keep the, the clean sheet for the confidence of the defense. so in general, very happy with the with the result and now <laughs> let's try to 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 recover the guys for, for Saturday. Um, there are things that could be better, but once again. Winning 3-0 at home, um, it's not something that happens too often. So uh, we did what we have to do. I was just checking up the ranking and it's, it's on fire. So it's going to be amazing. And Saturday we go full, full of energy, full of motivation and trying to do our game against a straight opponent.
6: Great. Thank you, coach. We'll go to Steve Goff first.
7: Thanks for your time. Congratulations on the victory. Um, Obviously, a a lot went into uh, the goals in the first half, but it is Ola scoring these goals. Um, I wonder if you you could speak on his his efficiency and his confidence and the importance that brings uh, to a team to have a striker um, scoring uh, regularly.
5: Yes, if, if you want to compete for the playoff, you need a scorer. And in this case, we have Ola. Um, unfortunately, we don't have anyone behind Ola with not even four goals, I think. So we depend a bit too much from him, but very happy with his performance, with his efficiency. Um, and if I'm a bit more strained with him, he should probably have more goals than what he has right now. But he's doing, he's doing great. It's very important for us. And today he showed it once again.
6: We'll go to Jason Anderson next.
5: Come on, Jason.
8: We'll come back to him. We'll go to Mario Amaya next. Mario. Hola Hernán, felicidades en los tres puntos. Solo quiero preguntar, uh, pensando en la, en, en, el pattern de substitutions, o la, en el, en, en, las, en, los cambios que hiciste en el segundo tiempo, ¿lo hiciste ya pensando para guarda, a guardar a algunos jugadores para
5: el partido del sábado contra Atlanta? Sí y no. Lo hice también para darle minutos a los chicos que estaban en el banco y, Eh, para repartir un poco los minutos con toda la plantilla. Así que creo que la, la intención de los cambios es más darle minutos a los chicos que entraron que andar guardando gente para, para el partido con Atlanta.
8: We'll go back to Steve Goff.
7: Hernán, ¿yo no? Know, as players come back from international duty, y some players are coming back from injury. Um, it, It's looking more and more like you have your uh, full complement of players. I'm wondering if you could speak to the competition now to get on the field or even get into uniform for a lot of these guys.
5: Well, Steve, wait until you see my roster next Saturday because I'm not sure if I have my full roster for the next game. Um... But yes, competition is always positive. It makes my job even harder, even more difficult. And when you have options, well, you see like today you can rotate, you can make changes, you can give minutes to all of them, and the level doesn't drop. So the more numbers I have, the better for me, the better for the team, the better for the organization, and the better for this final stretch of games that are coming up.
6: We'll go go to Jason Anderson. It's going to work this time. I hope so. Uh, thanks for the patience, Hernan. Um, I wanted to ask a little about, you know, Chicago put a lot of really technical players in, maybe even more than we usually see out of them, uh, with Jimenez and Medran both uh, starting in the same game. Um, I wanted to know what your thoughts were on how you managed the first half especially. Obviously, at 3-0, the game changes quite a bit, but the, the early stages especially.
5: Yeah, we knew that. We knew that they are... They have a lot of technical players who like to play short passes, especially through the middle. And we wanted to force them to make turnovers, to press them high, um, to give them the opportunity to build up. And the moment the first ball was a short one, uh, step forward and and press them to force them to make mistakes. And I think we did it pretty well. Uh, Two good actions uh, on the penalty phase, vertical balls, um, a nice goal of Ola running on the near post uh, after a good action and a good shot from, from Paul. And even in the second half, uh, Ramon should score at least two goals. So uh, the guys know what they do. They they really have a plan. They, 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 they like, especially when we play at home, uh, to have strong first half. And when you make the difference compared with other home games where we create a lot, but still even sometimes we went to the halftime behind on the score or or even with the draw. I remember the game against Atlanta or games here at home against Orlando or or Philadelphia where you make a lot of uh, efforts, you create opportunities but you don't make the difference. And today when you are efficient, you see that the game can be even over after halftime. So yeah, (laughs) great. Great for the guys. Great knowing that in two days come the next game and and um, well, every game is important, you know. Is it is it this is this one the ten victory? Yes, yeah, victory number ten. So <laughs> it's it's not easy. We don't need to underestimate uh, from where this team is coming. We don't need to underestimate uh, what were the odds at the start of the season, and we are getting strong at home. Eight victory at home, two away. You don't know they are not prepared. But okay, we we knew that. To have a chance to make the playoff, you need to be solid and strong at home, playing at Audi with our fans. And now we have 10 games to go, six at home. So that gives us confidence.
6: Go to Mauricio Gomez.
9: Gracias, profe, por su tiempo. Y felicidades en los tres puntos. Eh, ¿Qué mejor victoria en la noche latina? Eh, meter tres goles. Quisiera saber un poquito sobre las oportunidades de gol que hubieron, especialmente las de Ramón Ávila, que prácticamente hubieran sido gol. ¿Cómo se está haciendo esos cambios cuando mete a Ávila? El profe está pensando de que él va a meter los goles porque hubieron muchas oportunidades.
5: Sí, los goles no tienen que venir de un solo jugador. Como comentaba recién en una pregunta de un colega, eh, Hola, hace muchos goles, pero me gustaría que... Los goles vinieran de diferentes lugares y de diferentes puestos. Creo que los wingers y los wingbacks y los mediocampistas deberían también aportar su cuota de gol de la manera que nosotros jugamos. Tienen mucha participación ofensiva y tienen la obligación de llegar al área. Así que hoy se perdió oportunidades Ramón y los otros partidos se perdieron oportunidades otros jugadores. Creo que nuestro porcentaje de expected goals es es enorme, es enorme, en partidos que perdemos tenemos muchísimo más porcentaje y oportunidades de gol que que los rivales y me gustaría saber dónde estaríamos en la tabla si fuéramos un poquito más eficientes, pero estoy muy feliz con con la actuación de los chicos, eh, se entrenan y se preparan muy bien, eh, este año fueron muchísimos cambios juntos, yo no me esperaba estar en esta posición y estoy muy orgulloso del trabajo que hace todo el plantel, así que todas
8: Go back to Jason Anderson.
6: Arnon, uh, you mentioned a, a little while ago a little bit of superstition. I just wanted to know if the uh, the switch to white shirt, white shoes, if, if that we're going to see that if the, this is the the outcome we get uh, with that uh, outfit.
5: I am a superstitious guy. Sometimes a silly one because it doesn't make sense, but I think I remember wearing this shirt for the last time, um, in the 7-1 against Toronto. And today I saw it on the, uh, on my, on my bedroom. And I, I got the white shoes today by coincidence, but I, I had another white shoe. So it was kind of, um, the, uh, the idea was to combine my, my polo with my, my, with my shoes, <laughs> but, but the white shirt. I remember wearing it against Toronto. I don't know if I wear it in another opportunity, but it gives me like a good feeling, a good vibe. And today we really needed the three points, and that's why I changed it from black to white.
6: Last question, Coach, and you looked good, by the way. We'll go to Dennis Gomez. Buenas noches, profe. Eh, primero que todo, felicitarte a vos y a, a, al equipo por los tres puntos de esta noche. Y bueno, hoy pudimos ver que regresaron jugadores importantes como Dolovan Pines, Bill Hamid, Pablo Arriola. Eh, ¿Qué le puedes decir a la afición?
5: Eh, ¿Pueden enseñar con la quinta? <risa> la afición sabe cuál es mi objetivo. Fui muy claro al principio del torneo, al principio del campeonato, que... Eh, lo que más quería era que el, el hincha, el fan, el, el soporte de DC United pudiera venir al estadio, a y pudiera tener muchas emociones sentirse identificado con la manera de jugar, con el estilo de juego que te, se entusiasmen con un equipo que deja la vida en cada pelota que quiere jugar siempre para ganar, y ese objetivo creo que se ha cumplido con creces ahora está el segundo objetivo que es Eh, intentar meterse en el playoff no es el, el objetivo principal, porque quiero siempre recordar esto: que al comienzo del torneo, ustedes, los conocedores de la MLS, los conocedores del equipo, la verdad que no, no creían que este equipo estuviera ahora en el quinto puesto, creo, como estamos ahora. Así que quedan 10 partidos, queda un montón, está todo muy, muy junto. Puedes terminar tercero o cuarto, puedes terminar octavo o noveno va a ser un final apasionante, pero bueno, el progreso que se consiguió es, es, es enorme, me, me llena de orgullo, es todo gracias a los chicos, es todo gracias a los jugadores, ellos son los que eh, se convencieron de hacer un cambio, desde la alimentación, desde la manera de entrenar, desde la manera de cuidarse, desde la manera de jugar, de la manera de pensar, eh, soy muy agradecido con el grupo que tengo, así que vamos a ir partido a partido. Eh, el partido más importante Siempre el próximo Quedan 10 partidos Son 30 puntos Eso es un montón Puede pasar un montón de cosas Pero nadie nos quita la ilusión De poder terminar el campeonato Lo más alto posible Y como sea que termine el campeonato Con la sensación de Lo hemos dado todo Lo hemos intentado todo Hemos querido jugar como nosotros queremos Nunca nos hemos adaptado al rival Y DC United siempre saca a ganar Así que Es el objetivo del campeonato. Si viene la quinta, que venga la quinta, si es play-off, si es play-off, si nos quedamos afuera, nos quedamos afuera, pero siempre jugando a ganar.
8: Coach, thank you.
6: Bill, congratulations on the three points and the clean sheet. Thank you. I don't know who that is. Is that Zach? Zach. It is Zach, man. Good guess. What's All right, up, bro? We'll jump in we'll got to Steve Goff first. Steve, go ahead, man. Of course.
10: Bill, well, how did it feel uh you always had a priority, man. I don't get this.
7: I put up my hand real fast.
10: Okay. All right.
7: Um, it's an honor to speak to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how, did, how did you feel coming back tonight, and how did it feel just to get back into the rhythm of this team that's uh, that's making a nice push for the playoffs?
10: Yeah, it felt great. It was a little, I was a little emotional after the game because, you know, it's been a tough year for me, so... Yeah, I feel great. So great to be back out there. And uh, for us to get a shout-out, that was important, regardless of the opponent. Um, You know, uh, the chemistry is solid. You can see every game building, building, building. And I think this is another step forward. So
6: keep going. We'll go to Moises next. Hey, Bill, how you doing? Nice to uh, see you back in action. Thank you, man. Uh, Noche, Noche Latina. Uh, there was a vibe about tonight. You get three points against Chicago, and you pretty much make a statement. You know, you're here to compete. You're here to fight for a playoff spot and and make a playoff run. How do you feel? How did you see the team?
10: good. You can feel the vibe from the from the warm up. That you know the energy was good. Uh, the focus was in the right. My, was in the right mind, like in the right way. So um, I. I could feel from, from the first second on that, you know, we were going to put our best foot forward and we we're going to work hard and hustle. And we were definitely going to walk out of here with three points. So, um, the, the way we went about our business was good. Um, a few things to button up me and myself individually, I was slightly rusty in the beginning, but as to be expected, uh, but all in all the, the group effort, it was, it was sound. Uh, it was what it needed to be to get three points tonight. And, um, Now we have to focus in because the East Coast is very, very tight. They sorry, the Eastern Conference is very, very tight. Um, And (laughs) to see uh, now Miami's now in the picture (laughs) is crazy. Um, And Atlanta is right underneath us by only two points. So Saturday is of massive importance. So, you know, we have to take the positives from this game and we have to quickly turn around and implement those positives
6: with a new game plan against Atlanta. We'll go to Jason Anderson. Hi, Bill. Thanks for speaking with us. Congrats on the win, the shutout. Um, I wanted to ask, just in general. Obviously, a game goes three uh, nothing at halftime like that. Um, Chicago threw. It seemed like at times they left Tehran back, and he was the only guy they were leaving back. How do you think the group did uh, managing the game? You know, not having to defend too deep or anything like that. Just keeping the ball, keeping things kind of uneventful for you. Uh, Well, I think I had
10: a a fair bit of action in the first half, but um, not necessarily saves, but having to be a part of the play, having to organize, move the guys around. And I think that we found a way to deal with uh, all their numbers, pushing forward, their high back line. Uh, You look at that third goal, you know, caught them sleeping off of of a goal kick, play Don. Don plays um, Kevin. And Paul's all alone. <laughs> so before they even knew it, we had the ball past half field. Paul hits the bar. Julian's there, busting his tail to get all the way down the field. Good service. All that busting his tail to get down the field, header in the far post. So, you know, we definitely took our game plan, took our work ethic, and uh, implemented it against a team that likes to play a high line. And um, you can see it. It, was, it. You can see it. Clear as day in that third goal.
8: Mario Amaya, next up. Hey Bill, congratulations on the three points and the shutout. I just wanted to ask, how did you how did it feel to come back, uh, to come back from a uh, from an extended injury and just getting your feet under you, and as well getting the uh, the uh, love and the support from the love from the supporters when they announced when they announced your name prior to kickoff.
10: Uh, that was amazing. It was an amazing feeling. Um, I felt like I could have given given our supporters our club so much more so far this season, but. You know, there's 11, 10, 11 games to go. So, you know, now it's time to stay healthy, one, uh, take care of myself, make up for it, and give these fans what they deserve because they've been riding with us this whole season so far. So um, it felt good to get some love from them. Um, and I just want to pay them back. And obviously, the group has gotten felt so loved from the fans. Um, the fans have, they've been riding hard for us this season. So, and we feel it, we understand it, we see it. So, You know, we're trying to put our best foot forward to perform as well as we can, leave it all in the field. And uh, uh, I don't want to jinx it, but we got to
9: stay healthy as a group.
8: We'll go to Mauricio Gomez.
9: Uh, Thank you, Bill, for your time. Congratulations and welcome back. Uh, Pretty much the question uh, Mario asked it already, but um, how do you feel when the crowd, I was a little bit on the crowd, and they were chanting Bill Hamid, Bill, Bill Hamid for like maybe two minutes. Uh, to me, I just standing there, it felt really great. So how, how do you feel your comeback and hearing the, the, the crowd, the fans chanting your name?
10: Uh, it feels amazing. Uh, the support, you know, all these years, uh, you know, I've been pl- representing this club, representing this city at this level. Um, you know, I've met some very amazing people throughout the years. Um, you know, I've, I've people that I used to stand next to um, in the in the in the in the supporters section when I was young, that are still there, still representing the team, still sending me messages, and um, you know, to uh, walk around the city, um, living in the city, and uh, to feel the love wherever I go. I think it's the most amazing feeling. It, gives me the energy and the the passion to represent this club the best that I can and to work hard and um, you know unfortunately this year I haven't been on the field as much as I can but you know to hear that when you come back it's, it just makes you feel like um, if it, it makes you feel like they care it makes you feel like the city cares the soccer scene here cares about you and uh, and they and they want to show it to you so now I have to do my best to be able to you know, make the sales I need to make, help this group be successful and, and help the fans come and enjoy the experience whenever they step into the arena. And when they step into Audi field, we have to, I have to do my best to pay them back for the support that they're giving me. So it means a lot to me. And, um, you know, all these years, it's, it's always dear to my heart.
6: Last question, Bill, go to Dennis Gomez. Congrats, Bill. Uh, thank you for your time. And uh, I want to congratulate you for uh, the win and the clean sheet. Um, also, congratulations for the big save you had on the first minutes when D.C. was just 1-0 up. Um, and I just wanted to know, how was that road to recovery? Yeah, it wasn't easy.
10: Um, you know, uh, that ham that hammy in- injury it was a weird one, but Columbus away. You know, I just had a good – Team performance against Cincinnati, um, away in a tough environment, a tough stadium. We got that. We got the, those three points. Oh, actually, we got a tie, sorry. And then from there, you know, we we felt confident walking into Columbus's arena. Um, and, like, and as you saw, as everyone saw, we got the win there also, regardless uh, of me, because the team is solid. Um, so, you know, to just come out and, and play sweeper-keeper and, and swing my foot at that ball and just, and it felt like somebody, somebody sniped me from the, from the back and hit me in my hamstring. So, you know, to, to come back from that, it's a tricky injury. Um, tearing a hamstring, tearing the calf, it's a calf. Tr- it's a tricky one to come back from, you know, you have to really be careful and you have to make sure it's really good before you step back on the field. And, you know, the, the pandemic that's still alive and, 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 and moving along, you know, we have to be careful as a community here in this area to to stay safe and um, and you know we have to we have to get vaccinated, you know, so we so we keep ourselves as individuals um, as healthy as possible if we do catch this virus. So um, I'm thankful, you know, to be able to I'm thankful that this club gave us the opportunity to get the get the vaccine one and um, I'm thankful that that vaccine helped me uh to not have symptoms that were so bad because for for a short for a short little period I felt like it was going to get bad but I think that vaccine helped me um to to at least not feel so bad throughout that um throughout that quarantine time period so um got healthy
6: kept myself safe and you now we look forward Bill thanks so much man appreciate it thanks guys Hola, the hat trick hero. Y'all good? All good. (laughs) All right. Steve Goff.
7: Hey, Hola. Congratulations. Uh, Describe what it's like uh, for you as a striker when you're in this kind of scoring rhythm and, and form.
4: Man, is it, right now' it's rolling. I'm, I'm constantly just thinking positive and thinking about the, the next opportunity and it's a, it's a good feeling you know you're not chasing it. it come, it's coming to you. Uh, I was even waiting for the third pK today.
6: We go to Jason Anderson. Hi Ola. Uh, kind of speaking of that, um, it's kind of a rare thing they have to take two penalties in one game uh, like this, and you've taken uh, several so far this season. Um, what is your mindset approaching that second one, knowing that the goalkeeper's already seen your approach up close uh, just a few minutes before that?
4: I think it's uh, it's actually the third one in a kind of short period of time because we had a PK mm-hmm. in Chicago, but of course in uh, in this game that close, I think I, I do it a lot in training. You know, I, I I practice the same same with the goalkeeper, so I'm trying to just do exactly the same as last time. But also, I don't want to give too much information about it. You know, <laughs> I always do something opposite. I'm thinking completely the opposite.
7: That's great. We'll go to Mario and Maya next.
8: Hey, all. Well, uh, first off, congratulations on the hat trick. Second off, I'm digging the shirt and chain combo. Uh, I just gotta ask, how? Ha- the hat trick itself how is it help, how does it help you build confidence going into the into the latter part of the season
4: i mean i think felt like this game was a game where if you get three points, you can kind of look up on the table as well. You know, you don't have to be too scared of everything, everything happening behind you. Even though it's like a clutch moment, I think it gives me a lot of confidence. I'm really, I'm feeling good at the at the moment, you know, and especially when it's Latino night, I have to represent. <laughs>
7: we'll go to Sam Kasner.
3: Um, Hey, Ola, congrats on the hat trick, and thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Several press conferences ago, you talked about taking a step back in the preseason, getting your mind right, coming into this season. Can you talk about what you're doing to continue that um, in the ever-important MLS playoff push, and how, if at all, Lasada and the rest of the team is helping you to do so?
4: Of course, they're pushing me every day. I'm trying to push it and not think about too much. I'm trying to take it day by day, and work work really really hard, you know. I feel like sometimes if you do the right things and positive things over a period of time, positive things happen to you. So that's, that's my mindset into it, everything, and I'm just trying to to get as many goals as possible. But of course, what I want the most is a, is a trophy. So, I mean, in, in the end, it doesn't matter if we're not in the playoffs or we're not in the final.
6: Last question, Dennis Gomez. Hey, Ola, congrats on the win, congrats on the hat trick, and congrats on also becoming the top goal scorer uh, of the MLS at the moment. Um, I just want to, well, uh, I, uh, a goal with the left foot would have given you a perfect hat trick, regardless
4: you got the hat trick. So how do you feel about it, and how does the locker room feel um, after this win? I feel the, the locker room is great. I think it's also... I, I don't think we need to use too much power because or energy because we have the atlanta game so it's a, it was a good atmosphere uh, i mean i'm very lucky to play in a team where everybody was saying oh on, today you get the 14 you get the or the 13 14 the 15 you know so uh, they want me to score and when you get that as a striker you have to be very grateful and and i, and I am
7: Well, that's it man thank you